Hello and welcome to Just Past Dark. Hi there. We are so happy to have you here with us today for our latest episode. Kind of a spooky one this time. Oh, spooky, spooky. Yes. We've got five murderers who have claimed to be possessed by demons. Yes. Mm. And we all know that, I mean, you hear that someone's murdered a bunch of people or even, you know, anyone in a very gruesome or horrible way. You kind of think they're evil, but these guys actually claimed they were, that they were possessed. Right. Because as we all know, you know, serial killers are very violent, but, you know, when they're doing it in the name of demons or not even in the names, they're just claiming, you know, they're claiming, oh my God, you know, the devil made me do it. So we're going <laughs> to explore some of them today. So we will have fun. Let's see. I know um, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, which we did in a previous episode, was, but he was not claiming to be possessed by demons. He was just like, Mr. I'm going to worship Satan. Right. right. He was just, I worship Satan. This is what I believe in. Satan helps me or whatever. These right. guys are a little different and, you know, potentially crazy in a different way. Because, I mean, obviously... Yeah. If you're murdering people, there's something not connecting properly in your brain. But these guys definitely, well, you'll hear. We're going to tell you about the five of them. And they're various ages. They're from various places. So it's pretty interesting that they all kind of had the same weird psychosis going on in their head. Mm -hmm. They all need exorcisms, which is like the movie. Well, not the movie, the TV show that... Jen and I both have been like, can't wait for new episodes. Evil. <laughs> yes. If you're not watching Evil, you definitely should be. It is amazing. And they do stuff on there and say stuff that I swear to God, I'm always like, are we actually on CBS and not on like FX or something? Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's super good though. And the guy that played Luke Cage is on it and he's super hot. So, mm-hmm. He's very tall. Yeah. Um, okay. So let's get to work. Who do we have? For we have John Jenkin. Uh, this was in 2013. Uh, I had never heard of him. Uh, Me neither. <laughs> but this is, you know, yeah, I didn't hear him. He was 25 years old. The year was 2013. He was from Cumbria, England, um, and he apparently was talking about. He was fearful that he was going to kill his mother. Yeah. Um, and which... he, he was actually, when I read about him, I thought he's a little different than some of them because he didn't seem like, oh, I'm possessed by demons. I want to murder. He was like, oh, my God, I'm afraid I'm going to do this. Right. He was afraid. Okay. Mr. Jenkin, he was in a deranged state. Uh, while he was in that state, he approached a van driver. Uh, he was putting his hands up in the air, surrendering like, oh my God, you know, uh, the police put your arms up. Uh, and then he said, I'm armed, but it's not in my hands. Ooh, creepy, huh? 
Yeah, just I think he was just seriously like losing it because they said later because he was so afraid he was going to kill his mother, he tried to drown himself in the river. Mm-hmm. And then they found him later that day smeared with his own blood because he had picked up the shells from the river and tried to cut himself with them. Well, he had mm-hmm. cut himself, but he had tried to kill himself. So let me get this. This kid's 25 years old. He's expressing, telling everybody that he doesn't want to kill his mother. Right? Yes. Tries to kill himself, not once, but twice. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe it was all in the same day, but so no. he tries to kill himself. Committing suicide, fail, failing that, failing you know his suicide attempt. So they put him in the hospital, psych ward. But while he was there, the staff viewed him as like a low risk and they let him go. <laughs> and I'm wondering go. if it's because like, I mean, the demons just wanted him to kill his mom. So he was like, I'm good while I'm in here. So he was like, I'll chill. And they were like, oh, he's yeah. fine. And let him go. Yeah, that could be. Um, they, yeah. After they let him go, it was like, must've been like maybe the same night later that evening. Then he told a group of friends that he was possessed by demons He also told them, I am the devil. I need to confess. Mm -hmm. And then what happened? Nobody took him seriously. Nobody listened. Mm -hmm. And the next morning, he butchered his mother and sister with an axe. Butchered. Don't you just love that word? That sounds so gruesome. Butchered makes it sound like he didn't just hit them a couple of times. It sounds like he hacked them up. Packed them up. Yes. He was, um, after the killings, they found him, uh, he was naked and crouched behind a bench, acting all crazy. Uh, Then, you know, a police officer found him or somebody called the police, whatever. But um, he asked him if he had taken anything. And then he just replied with the word lives. He took some lives. Yes. So, yeah. So they were just going... Uh, checking into the murders and what was he, the policeman? Here's a quote from the policeman. He was not really talkative. When he was looking at her, it was not John's eyes. It was almost as if it was someone else's eyes. Yeah, I I think he was talking about his sister that he murdered had told her friend she was worried and the friend maybe told him that but she told her friend that it didn't seem like her brother and he didn't look like her brother anymore and then that's what the police officer said about how it wasn't his eyes so maybe he was or maybe he was just so crazy that he didn't look okay anymore yes like in the picture we'll try to get um put a picture up <laughs> because he does look, uh, his eyes do look very um, not here. Yeah, it's I like that flat affect where he just looks like he's not thinking or feeling anything. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. Very creepy. Mm-hmm. And our next guy, very different. Um, he was named Jason. Dalton, and this is actually really recent. 
Um, it happened in February of 2016. Oh gosh, was and that here or it was in it was in Michigan in Kalamazoo. Oh no, close to home. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like literally, my brother lives in Kalamazoo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got to get some of that garlic up. <laughs> I know, right? And so this is Jason Dalton. He was 45 and he was an Uber driver. Oh, see, you know what? I've have you I've never I've never been in an Uber. Um, have you? I haven't. It kind of freaks me out like to call someone that I don't know and be like, "Hey, here's my address. Pick me up and take me somewhere." Yeah, know. no. Taxi and that's it. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. He's got one strike against him. He's an Uber driver. <laughs> yeah. And they note that there's over 160,000 Uber drivers worldwide. So lots and lots of people use Uber. I mean, it is seen as like just something people use without even thinking about it. And mm -hmm. before he did this, he was described by people who knew him as a nice guy, a good family man. And hardly the sort of person you would expect to massacre six innocent people. Six. Oh. Hmm. But then it says he killed seven of them. So I'm not sure how many people he killed. Um. Well, let's see. He was 45. Um. Oh, my gosh. So this is... <laughs> he claims that the Uber app on his phone... Began displaying satanic iconography. <laughs> yes. Satanic icons on his phone, including Lucifer's Eastern Star. And then, uh, so then he pressed it. Like, of course, if I saw that shit on my phone, I want to press it, right? <laughs> yeah. As one would when you see a message from Satan, you press it to see what's going on. Uh he must be related to Ramirez. So he pressed the button and then he becomes what? Satan's puppet. Of course. And oh. I actually, um, now that I'm seeing this, I remember this happening. I remember my brother's wife talking about how scary it was because random people were getting shot. It was mm -hmm. over a month. He shot six people and attempted to kill two others in between picking people up to drive around in his Uber. They were all just random. But I remember her talking about how they didn't want their sons walking anywhere. They had just, one had just graduated high school and was in his first year of college. The other was a senior in high school. And they were terrified because this they didn't know who it was. Someone was randomly shooting people and then they'd be gone. Yeah. There was something like that. That was, which I still don't think that they found him over here. It was on the expressway, like the overpass. Mm -hmm. um, and there was a guy that was just randomly shooting people as they were driving by and they could never catch him. Never, ever caught him. It's awful. And, mm -hmm. You know, when they, f it, it's just, these people, I mean, when it's so random, I think that's when they really have a hard time catching them because it's completely random. 
And so they don't know, they can't, you know, determine where this person is going to attack someone next. You don't because, yeah, there's no rhyme or reason. And um, this guy, I mean, he had stuck to his stuff. Every question that was asked to him by the police, every response was, the devil made me do it. That's all he would say. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, hey, why did you kill these people? Oh, the devil made me do it, you know. <laughs> why did you pick up a gun? Devil made me do it. So yeah, everything was, the devil made me do it. Yeah, every thing they asked him it was just over and over again that's all he said was the devil made me do it it doesn't sound like um he was possessed it's just um very you know mentally unstable seems more like it to me yeah i i think for sure um i mean they found him competent to stand trial they just said just found him guilty earlier this year. Um, mm-hmm. And I, now that I was looking at him, I, I remember he, I mean, he's the one that shot like the man and his daughter at like the Kia dealership. He was taking his daughter. She was 18. He was buying her a car for her birthday. He killed her. Mm-hmm. He killed people. He killed both of them. He killed people coming out of the Cracker Barrel. He, you know, and um, I don't think he was possessed at all. I think he. Uh, well, he had a in like an outburst in, while he was in court or something. Yeah, um, one of the victims or something was saying something, and he like started yelling or something. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it goes to show you all this technology, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, people are just going to start blaming, like with the same thing they did with the video games. Um, oh, the video games are too violent. They made me do it. But yeah, it'll all start coming down to smartphones, apps, all that stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, though, if you were a demon or Satan, like, wouldn't you be like, I need an app? Because, I mean, how can I reach the most people and get them to do the most horrible thing? Satan what? Satan's, uh, what would you call that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be so funny. He would want want people to know it was him, but, like, not totally know. So it could be, like, the 666 club or something. And people would be like, oh, I'm in a club. Do you know how people like to join stuff and feel like they're important? Right, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're going to have these people after us. Stop, stop, stop. (laughs) They're going to be looking for us. I know. (laughs) Like, next time we'll be like, hey, Jen's not here right now. She pushed a button on her app. Six six six. Ah. <laughs> um, I am funny. instead Beelzebub or Baba Yaga or yeah. someone else. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucifer. I mean, take your pick. There's so many names. Yes. All the demons and demon kings. Let's go. Um, okay, so Mr. Dalton, we are done with you. Let's go to Ah, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. This is the one we've all heard of. <laughs> yes, we've all heard of him. Um, 
But it's funny because both, I don't know if you guys watch Mindhunters, but Jen and I both watch Mindhunters. And they brought him on the second season, the interview. So I don't know if that's true or not that he um, made it all up. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that he made it up. I mean, I'm not saying that I think he was possessed. I think something was wrong with him. But was he that smart enough to play it from the beginning like he was possessed to pretend? I don't think so. I think that now he seems to me like, you know, um, or he, he, like he was, he really wanted to seem more intelligent than everyone else. And mm-hmm. so if it makes him seem like, oh, he was such a criminal mastermind because he was truly upset that they didn't find him more terrifying or whatever. And I mean, I think he was plenty scary enough, but that it became like a joke to people. I think that I don't I think he wants people to think that he was like this big criminal mastermind who came up with this whole thing beforehand. And really, I think he was just kind of crazy. Right. Yeah, because he would uh, he started, you know, leaving the notes um, and he would say like he was Beelzebub. uh, He was a monster, you know, all kinds of stuff was like he was uh, a chubby, uh, <laughs> he says, I am the monster, Beelzebub, the chubby behemoth. Okay, I don't think Beelzebub would chubby, appreciate though, that. He was chubby, though, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fat shaming the devil, very bad. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. Um, but yeah, he was, you know, he would say that he was killing to get the blood for Father Sam. Because, you know, then he would say that he's the son of Sam. I totally think that you're right on that, Jen, because I think he just wanted, whether it was on TV or the newspapers or whatever, he wanted more. He wanted the attention devoted to him and he was going to get it however he could. Yeah, I think so. And saying, you know, you'll have to kill me to stop me, which isn't what happened at all. Like, once they, like, got him, he was like, okay, here's my gun. You know, it wasn't, he didn't put up a fight. They didn't have to kill him to stop him. He's been sitting in the prison this whole time. He's still sitting there. Apparently, he's a good boy. He doesn't get in trouble in there. And that's not someone who has a demon inside them or is being controlled by something diabolical. You can't, I I would assume that the demon wouldn't be like, okay, we're in jail. I'm going to be chill now. You would think it would be opposite. <laughs> yeah, or that he like, would have get like, you out. really fought when they went to get him. So he's mm-hmm. one of the ones that for sure, I mean, like this first guy we talked about, Jenkins, he might have had something going on. But these right. next two, like Dalton and Berkowitz, I'm thinking they mm, no. wanted to kill people. They, something happened yeah. and... They just wanted to. Berkowitz, I think, like, nobody really liked him. So he had to, like, because he would make sure he killed the women. And I think maybe they just, like, would never have gone out with him and he couldn't take it. And he wanted to be, like, seen as this major thing. And I think so. Used I do. Murder, which was horrible, to get that. And. 
unfortunately, he did get it. I mean, we're talking about him. He is, everybody talks about him because it was so crazy. Yeah, this is one of the only, I mean, well, the other one, the next one um, that we're talking about, we have heard of just because of the Warrens. But um, if we didn't know him because of the Warrens, I wouldn't know who the next one is either. Right. Or any of the other ones except Berkowitz. <laughs> exactly. He he made himself, like, known. And this next guy, um, mm-hmm. Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, um, he, um, shortly after 6 p.m. on the 16th of February, 1981, in Connecticut, a girl, her name was Debbie, watched in horror as her ordinarily even-tempered fiancé repeatedly plunged a five-inch pocket knife into her boss and landlord's chest. The victim died an hour later at the hospital, and this became a historic murder case in legal history because he pled not guilty, Mm -hmm. saying it wasn't him who had murdered Alan Bono, but a demonic entity which inhibited his body. It's called the Devil Made Me Do It case. Mm-hmm. Yep. Connecticut Superior Court. That's right. The Devil Made Me Do It. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've heard about it, like Darlene said, because of reading about Ed and Lorraine Warren, yeah. who, if you haven't listened before or you don't know who they are, if you've seen The Conjuring, um, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson play them in The Conjuring and all those movies. They And they have both now, since passed away. Isn't the next Conjuring, uh, is it about him or is it about the wolf guy? I forgot. I think it might be about both because I've heard both ways. So I think they might be kind of doing like a couple of things happening in it. I'm not sure though. Okay. Could be. Um, so let's get to, yeah, what happened here. His defense, uh, of course, he's saying, you know, he's possessed. Devil made me do it. Um, he's saying it's the alleged possession of David Glatzel, which is the 11-year-old brother of Johnson's fiance, who was living with the couple prior to the m- murder. So that's what they're doing there. Mm-hmm. He said that th- apparently strange things started happening be- the summer before the murder. He woke up sobbing in fear, saying a hideous creature had visited him, which, you know, they mm-hmm. use like the sleepy time hideous creature in evil. I wonder if that's like a random theme among people who say this. Because you know how she goes to sleep and sees this thing? Um, He said it was a man with big black eyes, a thin face with animal features and jagged teeth, pointed ears, horns, and hooves, and had issued the warning, beware. Which, that Mm -hmm. description sounds sort of similar to the thing that they have the woman see in evil. So I I would be curious to find out if that's like a theme among these people. If if the creature always looks the same and if they've maybe read what someone else said the creature looked like, like with the alien people. It could uh, could be. It could be the, uh, well, the collective consciousness. I mean, Mm -hmm. you've heard of that where, so it could just be in there and that's the same people are just seeing the same things. I don't know. But now his uh, beast is haunting him during the daytime, too, not just at night. 
visions got worse. Every time he experienced a visit, he would get deep scratches uh, on the front door. They would appear on the front door of the home. Red marks also began to appear on David's body. So it's like if he's getting grabbed, he's, you know, doors getting scratched, something's going on here. Right. And remember this, that this has happening to is the 11 year old brother of Arnie's fiance. It's not happening to Arnie. It's happening to this little boy. And um, Arnie just knows about it because it's his fiance's little brother. So, Right. Just keep that in mind. None of this is happening to Arnie. But it's no, Arnie it's who the... went crazy and stabbed the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, everybody is believing, like, yes. David. I mean, everybody in the house believes him. Um, you know, Debbie obviously believes him. Everybody believes him um, because it was out of character for him to lie. Um, he never, ever liked spooky stuff. Not even scary comic books, she said. And it just kept getting worse. They had a priest come. Mm -hmm. Nothing happened. The family were taking shifts, monitoring him during the night. And that's when they eventually contacted the Warrens, Mm -hmm. hoping that maybe they could help because they're demonologists. And that's how much they believed him, that this was a demon in this little boy. Right. And uh, so, yeah, Lorraine talks about how she, when she first um, saw him, she saw a black misty form during the first meeting with David. And um, obviously she was like, no, we know that, you know, we're dealing with some kind of negative, uh, you know, nature, negative energy we've got going on here. So, yeah, she has stated over the course of several visits that, David made numerous references to murder and stabbings, both of them. Hmm. Yeah. They said that that Johnson, in trying to help or save David from the tormentors, would taunt the demons during the exorcisms to enter his body and leave the boy alone. And he says <laughs> that challenge was accepted and the demons got into him. Watch what you wish for, people. Yes, don't taunt Mm. the demons. (laughs) So after he was, well, he wasn't summoning, but he was taunting (laughs) them to, uh, yeah, to get inside of him, to take him instead. So his girlfriend, or I'm sorry, fiance, she said that in the months leading up to the murder of Alan Bono, that he would go into like a trance. She said he would growl and say he saw the beast. Later, he would have no memory of it. It was just like David again. But he had changed. And six months Mm -hmm. later, he brutally attacked their landlord, stabbing him in a frenzy and growling like a beast. Yes. They did, if I remember correctly, the Warrens did uh, testify. Mm-hmm. For him, did they not? Yeah, because they believed he was possessed. I mean, he lost his case, but, I mean, they did believe he was possessed. Yeah, and if this sounds familiar, there's been a movie about it called The Demon Murder Case. 
Um, there's a book called The Devil in Connecticut. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely been heard about. Though I have to admit to not really having heard about it until reading about the Warrens. But it, it's an Me actual too. an actual thing. And there's, I guess, a whole. You can hear their first-hand accounts, Debbie and Arnie's. Um, if you watch Discovery Channel's A Haunting, the episode is called Where Demons Dwell. So if you mm. want to hear these people talk about this, check it out. Mm-hmm-hmm. We'll have to listen to that because I did not. I did not either. And so then we are at our final guy of these five who decided they were possessed mm-hmm. by demons and that's why they committed these murders so um his name is michael taylor and this happened in the 70s in Osset, Yorkshire. So he is from England as well as our Englishman. Yeah, there seems to be like a bunch of demons over in England, but not as many as there are <laughs> here in America. But they are both um, our first guy and our last guy, both from England. Mm hmm. What uh, did Mr. Taylor do? What did he, um, what happened to him? Because I hadn't heard of him either. I had not. And he alleged that apparently he brutally murdered his wife. He attacked her with his bare hands. He tore her eyes and tongue out, almost tore her face off. And even worse, he strangled their poodle. I know, it's not really worse, people. Anybody that hears this, I don't really think that it's worse. But it is, because the wife might have said something to him. The dog didn't do shit. But anyway, um, the he was found by a policeman naked in the street, covered in blood. Okay. Naked and afraid. Yes, or naked and possessed. <laughs> right? Yeah, we should have the movie a uh, show like that, Naked and Possessed. Naked and Possessed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but before he did this, him and his wife had five children, and everyone said that he was cheerful and good natured. Oh, yeah, because um I was reading like they're saying like the house was always full, the kids like that was the house, it sounded like where all the neighborhood kids yeah. would uh, you know, hang out and stuff. Mm-hmm. But apparently to the disappointment of the community that the Taylors, they were not really religious. So then this is in the 70s. You know, this is not like now. People would come up to them. um, Neighbors would invite them to a Christian fellowship group led by a lady named Marie Robinson. Apparently he developed a sudden and obsessive zeal for the group. And in particular, he was started to get infatuated with the leader. Apparently, she was like, her personality was like abundant. You know, she was very charismatic. Um, and he would spend quite a bit of time with her. 
uh, even staying up all night to repeatedly perform the sign of the cross to ward off evil powers. So he was definitely under her spell. But his wife didn't like that, did she, Jen? <laughs> uh, she didn't like that at all. And I was just thinking that, like, how weird would that be? Because, I mean, yeah. we're not particularly religious. We're not like, I'm going to go to church every day. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not that you shouldn't do what you want. I don't care. But if if a family is not particularly religious and then suddenly, like, your husband starts, like, oh, no, this is the best religious group ever. Like, before we went, it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to go. It's polite. The rest of the people want us to go. It'll be fine. And then he becomes, like, completely obsessed with this. And this woman, I can see why his wife was upset. And apparently she confronted Marie at the church mm-hmm. group and accused yeah. her of having an affair with her husband. Oh, my God. And- it's I'm like laughing in my head because yesterday, um, like every time this year, we usually watch Goodfellas. It's like a favorite. And I, so I've got that scene in my head where she's banging on the, at the apartment building and she's yelling that she's a whore and she's sleeping with my husband. And yeah, that's just popped into my head. <laughs> that scene. Could you imagine that at church? I don't know. Uh, yes. And that's what it seems like, like right in the middle of church, she was like, okay, what are you doing? Are you having an affair with my husband? But mm-hmm. they say that after that, her husband got different. He changed, huh? Hmm. So um, he wasn't like Mr. Cheery. He wasn't like all laid back anymore. He was just, he had a, like a lot of anger towards his wife. You know, venting anger, it infuriated him. He was also, it looks like, pissed at the woman that he was previously like obsessed with right he Marie. was like mm-hmm. super furious with her too so he just yeah. kind of snapped yeah she said that uh marie said that uh his eyes changed to something bestial and that he began to speak in tongues he cla- taylor claimed that he had no memory of such an incident ever happening hmm well because he acted, apparently he acted so terrifying and unnatural. And they said that night. So I'm wondering if his wife was like, hey, are you sleeping with my husband? You slut. And the woman was like, what? <laughs> and then he just like went crazy because it says Snapped. that night um, that the local vicar stated the man was possessed by demonic forces and on October 5th of 74, they did an exorcism. At this um, church group. Yeah. They did an exorcism. Okay. I think they might be like maybe overstepping their churchness with the, I mean, they're just a church group, but maybe they knew what they were doing. (laughs) Maybe they're like, you know, they had a Constantine in their uh, group or something. (laughs) Uh Uh, but they say the, the story goes that as soon as it began, as soon as they started the exorcism, Taylor acted very violent. He was growling. He was snapping at everybody that was around him. Um, his behavior was very erratic and he had to be physically restrained, of course, as in every exorcism, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they proceeded to go over in the next eight hours. 
they would have he would have crucifixes stuffed inside of his mouth okay yeah they don't sound like constantine um while being doused with holy water i've never seen i mean uh, an exorcism where they're sticking a crucifix inside a person's mouth i would think that would be very dangerous um i agree and not that i've ever been to an actual one but like Right. Anything I've ever seen of it, I've never even, they've never even alluded to doing that. So no. it seems more like he wouldn't hush, but I don't know. <laughs> right. They were just trying to shut him up. Um, so yeah, crucifix in the mouth, dousing with holy water. During the hours, they are claiming that 40 demons were supposedly exercised with the exception of three of them. Insanity, anger, and murder. Oh, boy. Those seem like the three you'd want to get out first. I mean. Right? (laughs) They definitely, they seem like, okay, these are probably the ones that (laughs) we should try to get rid of right away. Mm Mm-hmm. The priest, uh, of course, exhausted. He was exhausted. He ordered them to go home. Okay, so, yeah, I have an issue with this. Uh, and prepare for the next round of exorcisms. And he just like sent the guy uh, home. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't. Uh, <laughs> that's a problem for me. Okay, <laughs> I'm not leaving. Okay, if I'm married and my husband is getting this exorcism <laughs> and they're not doing it at my house, and then the priest is like, "Okay, go ahead, Darlene, just take him home. We'll we'll prepare." <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? I'm gonna be like. You know what? You take him home with you. I'm not, <laughs> he I'm can bad. stay here. Um, I'll yeah. see him tomorrow. <laughs> but he's not coming home with me. <laughs> Especially with no. those three demons that were left inside of him. Oh, my gosh. Right. You left, like, the really bad demons. Like, <laughs> you are useless. Yeah. You have left the bad demons, and now you want me to take him home? After yes. you've had him chained up with a crucifix in his mouth, and I'm just supposed to be like, it's cool. We're going to, like, you know, we're going to go to Applebee's, and then we're going to go home. No! No! Okay, yeah. The priest that was in The Exorcist, the movie, the original movie, would have never did this. <laughs> no, you with are a little priest, girl. You stay there until it's handled. Yeah. Even they even do that in evil. And I understand we're talking about movies and shows and stuff. But, you know, there is some truth to things. They, you have to get something. I mean, we've seen um, exorcisms like on YouTube. Again, I've not been there just like Jen. We've not been to a real. But there has to be some truth, you know, to some parts. And plus common sense, right? I mean, yeah. hey, yeah, let's just start and you go home. I don't think so. No. Because then what happened? Huh. Yeah, he two hours later, <laughs> two hours, like they didn't even they weren't even home long enough to like get in an argument. <laughs> no. But he was understandably upset from being in chains for like the whole day and all these people mm-hmm. doing stuff. So two hours later, he killed her. Yeah, wrapped his hands right around her throat. Mm hmm. And yeah, yeah, right? Like, her face was disfigured beyond recognition, they said. Mm, Yes. She was, um, he gouged out her eyes. He ripped out her tongue. Okay. uh, How do you rip out somebody's tongue? That would be really hard. 
Uh, yes, and super painful. Oh, we're not even talking about the pain, of course. <laughs> but I'm just—I mean, your tongue is so wet, and uh, I mean, how do you even grab it? You know, so it doesn't slip out of your hand. I know. I know. Even in the horror movies, they need like pliers or something. So yeah, know. right. So yeah, he ripped her tongue out. He gouged out her eyes. Her face was so disfigured; nobody knew it was her. Um, and then you're right. Then he went outside and he killed. We're gonna not call him Lucky because he wasn't lucky. I don't know what his name was. That just popped into <laughs> my head. Lucky. Um, Beefy. It was a poodle. So okay, there you go. Beefy. <laughs> and <laughs> that sounds about right. And then yeah, that's when um the neighbors found him wandering the streets naked, like you said, soaked in blood, shouting. Um, what was he shouting? Oh, it is the blood of Satan. Very so that crazy. sounds like something I'd be suing that priest. Well, I mean, I'd be dead, but somebody <laughs> I would hope would sue that priest on my behalf. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, because this is, I mean, that's unacceptable. For them to have, I mean, this sounds like they completely had absolutely no idea what they were doing, which... If you read about this kind of thing, you really should not mess with stuff that you have no idea what you're doing. It doesn't ever oh, look no. anything good. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. This would have to be, I don't know. I, I feel like they had no idea what they were doing and they just made everything much worse. That's what it sounds like, especially like, hey, go home. We'll pick this up later. Yeah, no. Um, so maybe <laughs> that tells me. I mean, like, really? <laughs> no. Yeah, it obviously wasn't, you know, in the Catholic Church. They weren't doing that. So no. uh, we're going to have to do an episode on, like, ep- exorcisms and get into demonic possession a little more thoroughly, I think. I think so, because that's kind of, I mean, it's really intense, and it's just really, I think they made a mistake sending him home. (laughs) I'm still really stuck on the fact that they sent him home. Like, of course he killed her. What were you expecting, right? Piss him off. If he did have a demon inside him, you just piss that demon off, and then you're like, here, go ahead, go home. Go have some dinner. Yeah, right. no. <laughs> have like a nice night. Let us know how things go. We'll see you in the morning. We're tired and we mm. need to lay down. I, I can't even fathom what was going on in their minds that this seemed like a good idea. And it's sad, but he, uh, yeah, so he said he was possessed by satan and of all of them the two in england seemed to me like maybe they were because this is crazy like he just snapped and right ripped i mean he ripped her face off with his hands that's hard to do super extreme yes and um and the the first one where we started with because he was looking for help. 
So you know how they say like if you're possessed or something, you're kind of going in and out. Your spirit's like fighting to get out. So I could see that. I could see him like reaching out for help. Hey, I don't want to do this. And then, you know, demon being like, well, shut the hell up and taking over. I yeah, can see it. He was trying really hard not to do that. And it happened anyway. He did not succeed. Yeah. Not at all. Because they let him go. Again, both in both cases, they were let go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Like the ones that like they had this chance to make this not happen. They had Doesn't a chance. Work, does it? And <laughs> instead, they sent them home, let it happen. And I know that sounds really blamey, but I feel like I would totally blame them for doing this nonsense. Oh, I totally would too. I would not. Um, well, I don't know if we're just more attuned to things because we like get into stuff like this and. Uh, if we were, if we didn't like any of this in any way, shape, or form, or know anything about it, and something like this happened, I mean, it's hard to say what we would do. I guess I would hope common sense uh, would take over, and we'd be like, "Yeah, no, this is not going to happen. We're not doing this." <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess we will never know. Yeah, it's so hard to say like what would happen, but. Listeners, when you hear this, do you think these people are definitely possessed? Or do you think, hmm, that's a really good excuse? Yeah, I think there's a probability that two or three may have been, but all five I don't um, I don't think were. Yeah, I don't think so either. I don't think we have, like, all five were possessed. It doesn't. It just doesn't seem like it to me. It seems super unlikely. Mm-hmm. So, yes, definitely reach out to us and let us know. What do you think? Do you think they were possessed? They weren't possessed? What makes you think of either or? Were they or weren't they? Exactly. We would <laughs> love to hear from you. And we hope you have enjoyed this. We're going to talk a little more about some various possessions people that get possessed maybe even places and things in our mm. upcoming episodes so mm -hmm. we think you'll, you'll like, like it, it. definitely <laughs> you will so i guess we are done and we will see you next time in the dark <laughs>